three two one what's going on folks welcome to 34 questions i'm your host 34 and today i have a very special guest amber zutucci is in the building how you doing amber doing great um thank you again for for stopping by uh definitely appreciate you taking time and your openness to share your story um for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show we do some intro questions a little warm-up just to set the tone um i threw an icebreaker in there as well uh if you're feeling a little bit nervous hopefully that could help out and then after that we'll jump into the main interview where you choose a number between one or 34 how, how does that sound sounds great Awesome. Awesome. Well, my very first question for you is how have you been? It's been a crazy year, a uh, crazy year and a half or so, and it feels like we're getting there. Uh, how have you been throughout this time? I've, I've definitely been up and down, um, but I think I'm more aware than I was of my, like, rigid rigidity that I've had like because this pandemic is kind of like made me a little have I have to be flexible I have to be flexible and so there there are some some downs but overall I feel really grateful for a lot of learning and growing for sure um if you don't mind sharing uh, what's one way you felt like you've grown throughout this time well, I think that change is hard for me. Uh, and I think one way that I've grown is um, not being so resistant to change, even if it has nothing to do with the pandemic, maybe something like um, plans change last minute, somebody gets sick or somebody can't do something that they originally said that they were going to do. Um, just going with the flow. I'm, I'm much more prone to go with the flow than I was because I've had a lot of practice doing it now. I feel you. I feel you. I am. I don't know where I, I stand on that. If I'm more go with the flow or if I like things more structured. Um, I like to think I'm go. I'm like a go with the flow kind of person. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's something that we all kind of have to work on because our expectations I think a lot of disappointment comes from having expectations, even though there are some good reasons why you should set goals and everything. But you also have to be able to adjust and adapt. Um, so I'm happy to hear that, you know, you've been able to work on those skills. Thanks. <laughs> for sure. Um, my next question for you is, what would you like the audience to know about you? Um, yeah, I guess a couple things. I think um, what I do for a living is certainly relevant because it's a huge part of my life. Um, I'm an engineer. I was the only woman not engineer on my team. I worked on the James Webb Space Telescope and I wanted to see change. So I went back to school and learned how to teach physics and engineering to high school students um, here in SFUSD, which is how we met at Burton High School. And um, now I'm going even deeper to that by running the regional um, chapters of the California chapters for an organization called Ignite Worldwide. And so my full-time job is essentially inspiring girls and non-gender conforming youth to these STEM careers. And um, it's a passion of mine because I wouldn't have never got into it unless somebody told me that I could do it. So that's something. And I live in San Francisco. 
and I do yoga. Um, I'm on a vegan diet and um, yeah, I live in a tiny little apartment in uh, Oceanside and that's where I'm calling from now. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, honestly, you just kind of blew my mind because we never really got a chance to talk when we had met each other at Burton in, in this depth, you know. Um, so it's really amazing for me to hear your story from where you were coming from before teaching. Um, that, that's a pretty big change. I don't know how many people do that. Maybe, you know, your colleague, there are more more people who, you know, work on um, or plan to teach after their career. Would you say that's, are you, are you still in the midst of your career or are you working on like, um, it sounds like you, you have your own, is that your own business, the own program that you're, you're working on right now? It's not my own business. Um, I'm a regional director. Ignite's been around for about 20 years. I've been with them for about three years. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, what inspired you to go into teaching after your, your stint as, as an engineer for telescopes? I think the biggest inspiration was just not seeing people like me at my job. Just not, um, I felt like I was the only person with certain ideas and sometimes they were not celebrated. <laughs> In fact, sometimes they were, um, it was uncomfortable to share because maybe I thought, oh, nobody else is gonna think that way. I must be wrong. Um, and I think that diversity is so important um, in engineering, of course, in everything. But because I come from engineering, I have that perspective is that I saw the lack of diversity and just that there there needs to be more. It was mostly white men and um, not much else. Besides, I mean, I was the only woman, but it, there was certainly even less people of color at our office and um, I just wanted to see more of that. I just, I have concrete examples of how not having diversity hurt the program. And so I just was like, well, how can I best do this? I was active in Society Women Engineers and we did lots of outreach stuff there, but I really wanted to like insert myself into something greater. And so that's why I just like, you know what? I'm going to go to school learn how to be a teacher and show students this is what an engineer can look like and that they can do it too if they're passionate about it you know yeah yeah that's always uh, the hard part when because how long does it, does it take for most folks to find their passion right and you know, exactly. we, we want to be there to help foster it into the youth but it's even i know for myself when i was working with the youth it's not like i was i had a concrete passion that i was pursuing a like, I feel like now I, I have the confidence to do that for them. But back then, you know, I was really just trying to show them I'm doing the best that I can. And hopefully, you know, you guys are doing the same. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about first thinking about joining the industry. Now, was that something you were aware, like feeling like you were going to be, you know, like the only woman um, on, on a team? Was that something that either scared you or inspired you more to do it? Um, it didn't actually scare me because um, the major, so I'm, uh, my major was optical science and engineering at UC Davis. And I actually started as a computer engineer and that was a little uncomfortable. There weren't a lot of other women in 
in that major and in my classes. But when I moved over to optics um, and I got to, you know, study light and how light interacts with like everything, I found that there were more women in the major and every single study session I was in, there was at least one other women, woman. And so I think that helped me say like, oh, this must be how is in like when I go to work, it's going to be like this, you know, there'll be at least one other woman in the room. And that, um, gave me confident. Also, I was very young. So, you know, I, I wasn't really thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I mean, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't even start thinking about it until there, until there was like problems in, in the program that I was working on as an engineer. So, mm-hmm. I think maybe I was just like young and passionate and I didn't really think about, am I going to be the only one or not? Um, and, but then I went in and I was like, Oh, this is hard. This isn't like study hall. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, my next question for you is if someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? So if I was going to tell myself today, I'm going to do something in the honor of Amber, what kind of act could I do for you? Wow, that's incredible. I just felt my heart fill with love for even having that question asked. Um, I I think getting people together that I love is one way to honor me. Um, This is funny that this is a question because my birthday's on Saturday and I have no idea what I'm going to do. I always have an idea about how I want to honor, you know, another trip around the sun. Um, but this year it's kind of like, I don't know, I really don't. And, but I think that's top of mind is just being around people that I love and getting them to be together. I think a big part of being in a community is building the community and, and bringing people together that, um, and singing, I think singing is a huge part of my life. And um, I like hearing other people sing. I like singing myself. Um, if they were musical, like, oh my gosh, here it is, writing a song with me. And every, and all the people have different choruses. <laughs> 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 and they all get together and practice and get to know each other ahead of time. I think that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> That would be kind of crazy. That would be kind of crazy. I was thinking, how how could we pull that off? And um, <laughs> you really just have to come up with a little melody or some kind of instrumental, right? And then you have your chorus, and then just ask ask the, everyone you love to to write their own. And there you go. You have your your own song. So maybe See, that's what I'll do Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, ha- a happy early birthday. Um, and. Are you the type of person who who can sit through the birthday song, you know, when it's just you and everyone's watching? Because I know that can be an uncomfortable feeling for, for some folks. <laughs> but can, can you bear it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like singing it to other people more, but certainly, yes, I, I can bear it when it comes. <laughs> for sure. I, I <laughs> I end up just closing my eyes and kind of wishing I was there. Or I sing it I sing it as loud as everybody else so I don't feel like, you know, I'm oh, the one being sung to, you know. <laughs> um, but for sure. Now we know. Now we know what to do in your honor. Um, <laughs> birthdays. I, I wanna kind of ask about that. Um, do you well what's been your favorite birthday? Oh, 
if you had to choose one if you had to choose one. i know it's hard <laughs> it's funny because last year's birthday was really amazing even though it was on zoom but like everybody got to come usually i usually have to leave people out because of geography reasons and and i didn't have to do anything too like my friend said can i do this for you actually somebody from burton said can i do this for you the same question you asked can i honor you in this way and because i was like oh i'm not gonna be able to do anything because you know we can't see each other and and i said yeah i think i think that that sounds amazing and we played games um we played uh, a scavenger hunt and that was all about like just random things she knew i liked like playing guitar things like that and and then we did um oh pictionary that was really fun and everybody got to participate and laugh together yeah i think that was I don't know. That's just, and it was really unique. I would have never done that if not for the circumstances. And I liked that my friends got to meet each other when they normally wouldn't. So yeah, I think that that was one of my favorites. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you had a I had a good birthday. You know, I was more of a more of a closed off person during during that time and i was like oh it's cool we don't gotta really do much to celebrate it with like a handful of people i never really felt like you know that i never had the idea to to kind of have a zoom party um but yeah now that i know <laughs> now i feel like i missed it my chance but i guess there's more, more chances down the road um <laughs> uh, my last question for you in the warm-up is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself I think probably a good solid five. I've got a lot of growing to do. And I say a five because I'm hopeful that I'm going to learn more. It's a very hopeful five. It's not like, a, oh, I don't know myself at all five. It's a like, I'm at a five because I want, I want, I know that there's more to come. Not just I want it. I know there is more to come. I mean, I'm going to be 39 this year. That's not a lot of years to know myself. So good solid five. Well, I was going to say, I think it's a, you know, a lifelong journey to get to know ourselves. So don't feel too bad for being at a five. <laughs> I'm at a five as well. Uh, I'm with you there uh, for the same reason. There's a lot of things that, you know, I, as much as I think I know myself, you know, I, I'm proven wrong more often than not. And, uh, you know, gotta just be humble about it. But what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? Um, so when people ask me these types of questions, I always think of like, what have others told me that they like about my personality? And I'm trying to get away from that because it's part of like understanding who I am it's not just how others perceive me, but it's also what do I actually value in my personality? Um, so I think something that I actually value for me is um, 
when when I know how to relax, I can be very relaxed and chill. And I can have those moments of of like bliss. Um and I and if I'm so grateful for that because it doesn't happen very often, but but I can get to that point. Um and I like that. I like that it helps me and I think it helps the people around me too to kind of bring that sort of presence in. Um so yeah, I think part of my personality is is being able to to keep things calm. Yeah. For sure. Well, if you don't mind sharing, what what are some things that help you relax? I think the biggest thing for me is um, right now talking out loud. Uh, as funny as it sounds, um, but when I'm alone, it helps me um, just kind of like get some perspective. Um, and looking out the window, um, I have a big window and seeing the trees move in the wind and really focusing on that. Watching shadows is really relaxing too. I love watching shadows. When we have shadows, it's, it's a very uh, foggy day here. So there's yeah. not a ton of shadows, but when there are shadows, they're very fun to watch, especially when it's windy. So those are a couple things that I do. Um, just paying attention to nature, paying attention to what's right in front of me. Yeah, paying paying attention paying attention to nature is a trip sometimes because you know we I think it's one of those things where we don't do it often. So when we do it, like we see something that we're just not used to, and uh, it, yeah, it just see it's cool to see like nature at work. Uh, you know, from ants or I, I see a lot of bugs sometimes. So <laughs> I'm looking at ants doing their thing or working, trying to get their food. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, I had another question, but it's a fleeting thought, but that's okay because we made it to the icebreaker. Um, you have a choice. You could either do a one word spelling bee or a riddle. Which one would you like to go for? Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Uh, let's do a one word spelling bee. Awesome. How do you feel about your spe spelling skills? <laughs> uh, a seven, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, your word is going to be soliloquy. Okay. Soliloquy. S I L I Salila Q U I E. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the correct spelling was S O L I L O Q U Y. Wow. Beautiful word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's actually, um, I, th I believe it's, I, I was looking up the words for like the hardest words to spell. And soliloquy was the one in between uh, 12th grade and like freshman year. I don't know how they came up with these words, but <laughs> that's where soliloquy landed. So don't what worry. Does it mean? Do What's you that? know what it means? I don't know what it means. Oh, soliloquy? 
Yeah. Oh man, putting me on spot. I gotta uh, look, <laughs> look, look at it up right now because I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> but I'll, I'll let you know if I what I think it is is the right thing. Um, I'll talk. I think it's like it has to do something with uh, poetry. Yes, it is. Oh, it wow. is a dramatic and liter- literary form of discourse in which a character talks to himself or herself. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what I do to relax. <laughs> <laughs> and I do the same. I do the same. It's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you, you ever have to like tell people that, oh, don't worry. I'm just talking to myself. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I process out loud a lot. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, all right. Well, we made it to the main portion of the interview where we choose numbers between 1 and 34. I'm actually doing something new, um, which is you have a choice if you want to go to the wheel or if you have numbers you already have chosen, then we can go through it that way. So it's up to you. No pressure. (laughs) I want to do the wheel. That sounds fun. Awesome. (laughs) You're actually going to be the first guest to ever do the wheel. So here we go the wheel <laughs> um it, i know the quality from your end might not be the greatest but trust me it'll look better <laughs> as a final product and um <laughs> if you can't see what it says i'll, I'll definitely announce it so okay. you're okay with easy medium hard because that they, they're all kind of included uh, just wanted to ask before we proceed yeah easy medium hard and i'll just say next if it's something that uh, i don't feel i can answer yet Sounds good. Sounds good. Here we go. It's also doing the, the ticking sound, but I don't think you can hear it. <laughs> All right. Nine medium. Were you able to see that on your end? Just want to make it. Did. Sure. Yeah, it came right. right at me. Cool, cool. Uh, your question is going to be, what gets you up in the morning? What gets me up in the morning is hunger. Like, honestly, (laughs) sometimes, especially on the weekends, I can certainly stay in bed for a long time, just like drifting in and out of sleep. If the window's open, looking out the window, but usually hunger gets me out of, out of bed. But, um, before that, or like, you know, besides that, it's kind of like a, a funny one. Um, I think the ability to be active gets me out of bed. Um, I know that I get to go for a walk. I need, I know that I, maybe I get to go to swim, swimming that day. Um, that I get to move my body that that gets me out of the bed. For sure. Um, do you have a go-to breakfast? You know, one that you pretty much can't get tired of? (laughs) Yes. So any sort of hot cereal, um, so like I, I, what is it? Brown rice cereal, buckwheat cereal, um, or oatmeal with fruit. And if I'm really lucky, I have some roasted, what are they called? Um, pecans on hand to really, you know, level up my breakfast. That sounds pretty pretty tasty i haven't tried that um i've only i've had oatmeal but that's pretty much it and the, the other first two that you mentioned you said it was buckwheat uh cereal 
And then there's yeah, buckwheat cereal and brown rice cereal. Brown Those rice are because I was getting tired of oatmeal, so <laughs> I got <laughs> you. Any uh, I know it's not that we're sponsored anything, but any brands you would recommend, like um, for someone who's never tried it before, what should I, what should I grab? Yeah, Bob's Red Mill for sure. That's what I use. For sure, for sure, cool. Um, and the second part of this question is, what keeps you up at night? Mm-hmm. I think things that keep me up or not at night are things that I didn't do well that day. Like, I think I can be really hard on myself. Like, you know, you should have done it this way instead of this way. So regrets. Um, I also tend to worry. I'm actually a, a fairly big worrier. So when I was teaching, that became a huge problem for me because worrying about people that I had no control over, namely the young people, um, really kept me up at night. Um, so yeah, worrying and regrets keep me up at night. I and I, if I eat candy before I go to bed, that definitely keeps me up. <laughs> uh, what would you say, when did you start thinking about the things that you missed or things that you could have you know done better i i, I just asked because i think it's a, i'm curious about it for me i believe it started around 12 11 ish when i was just like you know i don't know what triggered it to be honest but that's when i started feeling like well started feeling like crap for a little while but uh yeah uh, how about for yourself do you mean 12 11 years old yeah i i think um if i was gonna point to it point to a, a moment was I think is when my grandfather passed I didn't know him that well and I had fallen asleep at his funeral and I, I gave myself a pretty hard time for because when I woke up I felt like everybody was like you know in their in their emotions and you know remembering my grandfather and there I was you know falling asleep like it was no big deal and uh yeah from that moment on for a while before I started you know um, seeing the bigger picture of things, I was pretty down on myself, just questioning pretty much everything I was doing. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now that you share that memory, and thank you for that, I I have a similar regret about my grandfather passing around the same time. I think I was 12 years old, and um, so I definitely know at least I was having those types of moments when I was 12. Um, maybe even earlier. Um, but I actually have a hard time remembering anything in elementary school, um, anything before like 12, really. So, yeah, yeah. 12 seems yeah. to be that age <laughs> for, for some folks, um, you know, except you, you remember things like just moments and events, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, that middle school time up until now is when my consciousness kind of formed and start building my identity and personality probably but yeah well thank you for sharing as well i know it's, it's not always easy to so go ahead oh actually <laughs> i'm so used to telling my guests go ahead and pick another number i forgot we were doing the wheel so <laughs> gonna give it another spin <laughs> Twenty-one oh. hard. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we got. 
What do you hope for? Hope, pray, wish for. Yeah. Um, well, I pray for serenity. That is something that is really important to me. Um, and, and I hope for knowing myself better. I think that's a big, big part of my journey is getting to myself better. And I hope that I can, through knowing myself better, treat others um, better. Because I think by bypassing the taking care of me and the knowing me, and then jumping straight into serving others, that does that has not worked for me. I think I it, it, it I hope that I can know myself better in order to serve better. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. Um, yeah, you ever read <laughs> the Chicken Soup for the Soul books? <laughs> no, I've heard of them though. <laughs> It is one of those books I used to read as a kid um, because it's, it was like a collection of short stories and letters that people wrote about a particular topic. And uh, you're, what you were just saying about, you know, knowing yourself um, to better self others, there's this poem and you probably seen it floating in other places, but it basically said, you know, if, if I wish to change the world, I should have started, I should start with changing myself. Um, and it was one of those lessons my mom used to like ingrain in my head because I was a kid who who thought you know I could change the world. And it's not that I don't think I, I can't yet, but it, the the approach and the way I think about it is a lot more different. I definitely do agree. You know, it starts with yourself, and then you know, everything else will kind of ripple off that. But yeah, just just wanted to bring that up because that that's what it brought up for me. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, wanted to ask you something about being a teacher, if you don't mind. Um, mm -hmm. And what would you say brought you the most joy working with the youth? I think one of the things is when they would come after school and ask for help, not just with physics or engineering, but with like anything that was on their mind. I think that brought me a lot of joy is especially if it was a student who I had had a difficult relationship with in the beginning. And maybe we even had to sit down with the Dean a couple of times. Um, and the fact that they felt comfortable enough coming to me for help. Um, and they, you know, they, they, they cared a lot about their own future, but was, but I could actually see it in those moments. They've always, they always care. Of course they care. We just can't see it all the time. Um, but being able to, to see that in those moments, great, great, uh, brought me a lot of joy. For sure. And on, on the flip side of that, what would you think was one of the most challenging things about being a teacher? I think one of the most challenging things was not smiling all the time because <laughs> I'm like a big smiler, laughing type of person. And, um, I got some really good feedback and like, yeah, you can, you can be that person, just not the first week of school, like, you know, set, set boundaries and, you know, form a, form a community and a culture together. But, um, my, the advice was like, you know, 
you can do that other stuff later once you get to know the students, but it's really important for them to feel safe and comfortable. And you having fun is not really like that important, at least during the first week of school. So that was really hard for me. It's just like learning how to, um, to, to form a safe space um, and not, I don't know, I felt to me it was like, two different me's almost like the me that was like kind of open and happy and wanted to have fun. And then the me that was like a very strict person. Um, so I think that was really hard for me to do that, to be somebody that the students needed me to be. And then later revealing myself and actually having a true relationship. But in the beginning, being like a little bit more strict than I normally would be. That was hard. For sure, for sure. And uh, honestly, uh, you made me think about my, my approach to, to working with the youth. Because uh, I, I would fall on in your on your on your side a little more of you know wanting to be myself and you know have have that genuine connection through my personality. But also, I, I think I'm very quiet anytime I'm in a new group or a, a new school, a new job. So I think that helps me in, in the way that kids think, OK, maybe he's he's like, you know, a little more strict because he's not saying too much or, you know, he's not trying to get to know me. Um, but then I, I wait. I think over time, that's when relationships can build. And like, you know, like you said, students can start asking you for for help because they feel safe and comfortable around you. And um yeah, I think that's when, for the kid at least, I don't know, if, for you, do you remember any teachers that taught the way you did or growing up? Who would, did you have a role model in your mind of who you wanted to teach like? Not that had taught me, no. I, I don't think I have had a lot of good teaching experience. I've had a, good, a lot of good mentoring experiences. Um, one of my math teachers was amazing Mr. Ennis he just he knew who I was he knew me and that meant a lot the teaching style was like worksheets and lecture and I don't think I I, I, I didn't model after that but I did model after like getting to know every single person in that class and at least one thing that was unique to them that I actually knew about them and then I could you know, talk to them about it every day. I wanted to have a positive connection with all my students every day. It's a huge thing, but it's not that difficult to do with several years of, of teaching. One little thing, one small thing, and maybe it doesn't have to be every day. You know, we don't see our students every day with block schedule, but that that type of connection, um, he definitely inspired in me because I know how, how good it felt to be seen. Um, even if it was for something that I didn't want to necessarily be seen for or something that was just anything, it really didn't, didn't matter. The fact that he saw me in that class and most of my other teachers, I didn't feel like I was seen. I was very shy when I was in high school. Um, but yeah, the fact that he, he did that, I was like, oh yeah, that, that feels good and it's not necessarily about like oh that made me learn math better i don't think it did it just was better for my psyche as as a teen as a teen essentially crazy with all kinds of emotions and thoughts and so yeah for sure for sure um well it was your you said it was your math teacher 
Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out to. I don't know if you want to drop their name or not, but. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, spin another number. Yeah. Here we go. It's <laughs> thirty-one hard. <laughs> um, let me know if you ever want to just try out a uh, an. An easy one, because um, it's all random to me. <laughs> but uh, thirty-one hard is who do you think you are? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's awesome. I love this question. <laughs> um, I think uh, I'm a woman, a white woman um, that grew up in a middle class family and have have a lot of privileges. And I um, who do I think I am? And I and I and I live small in small ways. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, who do I think I am? I try to live without um, negatively impacting my world too much um, by doing things like diet, um, how I talk, um, basic stuff like reusing recycling, um, picking up after myself, that kind of stuff. So just um, trying not to, you know, I'm trying, I guess who I think I am is a person who's trying to make the world a better place by not harming um, and continually trying to grow and be better to contribute. Gotcha. Uh, you had mentioned mentioned living small in small or yeah, living small in small ways or you yes. use that phrase. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 how would you elaborate on that? <laughs> yeah, I know. I just thought about that. I was like, wow, what am I trying to say here? Um, I think in li- living in ways that don't um, impact other people in or like disrupt other others' lives. So like contributing to global climate change, I I want to try to do my part in lessening that by how I get around and the choices that I make that are available to me because I have the privilege of those choices. I want to take advantage of them. Um, and um, yeah, I guess yeah, by not harming um, in in my words and learning more about how language can harm. I think that's something else that I, I think that I am that person who cares about other people's feelings um, and cares that other people get seen. And it's not just me all the time because I can certainly be a like, look at me, everybody. I, I want attention. I mean, you saw my or you heard my like what how I want people to honor me. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> want the attention, um, but other people deserve to be seen too. So how can I kind of step back and let that happen? Um, so that's what I meant by live less, 
or live small. Yeah, it's kind of a weird phrase because life is so big and grand, but that's what I meant by it. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> um, another question from that for me is, is there anything that you've come across that makes you feel a little more optimistic about where the world is going with with climate change and you know things that are happening in nature right now yeah anything positive because i feel like all i hear is negative stuff so if there's anything that you feel good about let me know (laughs) (laughs) um anything positive with i think the awareness is positive you know when i was young i wasn't aware of that at all I didn't make my choices revolve around other people. My choices revolved around what what do I traditionally do? That's the most important thing. What's my family doing? But then also, what do I want? Um, those are also really important questions, I think, to consider. But there's a, a third question now that I am aware that my choices do impact other people besides my family and myself. Um, And I see that not just with me, but with a lot of people, especially young people, um, they're aware that their choices impact others, even when it seems like they they wouldn't, like whether to take a car or a bus um, or whether to eat this or that um, or whether to reuse this or recycle it. Those types of small, they're like so small. It seems like it doesn't even matter. But I am seeing a lot of awareness with a lot of people and companies like these huge behemoths that um, can cause a lot of damage. Not all of them are so aware, um, but some of them are making small changes because of that awareness. So that's that's positive. It's not necessarily going to like, you know, not have us make, have a fire season this season, but it's it's a long process of you know you you know I hope I am hopeful that there can be some sort of unity around this issue, um, but that might just be wishful thinking. But it's wish, wishful thinking that serves me. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you know for the for the common person we're pretty united that that we know it is a bad thing and we need to change our habits i fear that in the attempt of you know all these government organizations doing it they're going to start doing what they do compete say oh no we're doing it better than you are and you know trying to trying to involve all the extra stuff into it but who knows maybe maybe that's going to be for the for the better if if everyone's just trying to one up each other in saving the planet um we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see how that goes yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um man i had a couple other questions another fleeting one but just want to give you a heads up we have about 10-15 minutes left in the podcast and I just wanted to thank you again for coming on and I hope you're having a good time so I am awesome I'm, I'm glad to hear I'm glad to hear let's go ahead and uh, spin another number Woohoo. there we go <laughs> take Yay. a little breather <laughs> I get nervous too when when I have to ask the hard questions just because I never know who's gonna be like oh nah luckily not too many people have passed so but um it is seven easy 
and your question is oh here we go what change would you like to see in the world what change would i like to see in the world I would like to see people being honest. Um, it's really helpful when people are honest and I have a hard time being honest myself because I am so terrified of what people are going to think about me and my feelings and my wants and my needs. But I do think that if we could say, even our trusted public servants, I'm scared or I'm not sure what to do. Um, that might be scary for other people to hear, but for me being honest about the situation instead of um, trying to spend something or be um, pretentious about like, oh no, I actually am like this. I'm not like this. Like, no, 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 Amber never cries. <laughs> She's always strong as a mountain. Um, I think if more people, if there was more like examples of that, just speaking for myself, that I would probably be, be more prone to being honest myself. Um, but it's just, you know, I would love to see that more. It's uncomfortable, you know, but I, I do know that when people do open up to me, even in work meetings and they're just like, I'm not having it today. This happened, this happened, this happened. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. Because I just said, I'm good. How are you, Amber? I'm, I'm great. Even though I have tooth pain, I've got shoulder pain, all the, like, I just, you know, I'm not honest about that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I'd love, I'd like, I'd like to see a little bit more honesty and people's, how they're really feeling. Um, but again, going back to what we were talking earlier, that starts with me. So can I start being honest? Can I start saying, Jan, I'm actually not that great today. My shoulder hurts. <laughs> Cause I didn't tell you that. I said, I'm great. <laughs> I catch it. And um, yeah. well, I'm sorry to hear that your shoulder hurts. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, honesty, that is a hard thing, especially, you know, just, just opening up. Why do you think that is? Why is it hard for people to be honest? I know why it's hard for me to be honest. Um, it's hard for me to be honest because I'm afraid of what people might think about me. And I'm afraid of losing people I love because they don't want to deal with me. Like, man, Amber, she's always talking about this or, ah, oh, she's always grumpy or she's, she's, she, she's never positive anymore. You know, not, I, I can't believe I would think my family and friends would say those things, but I do. That's a fear. You know, it's something that I am not used to saying out loud but yeah just fear of being like left behind because i'm not good enough i think is is good or or, or or is true um yeah i think those are some reasons why at least i don't feel honest i feel like i might lose something if i'm if i'm truly honest for sure for sure uh yeah you know 
I I don't talk much. This is this this podcast is the most I talk. If you ask any of my friends or anywhere I go, uh, but. I th- like sometimes I think about the reason why I'm so quiet is that I'm kind of insecure about my intelligence you know like I think I, I surround myself with people who who are more educated and have more experience than me so there's a lot of conversations where I don't feel lost but I feel like I'm not adding value to the conversation so maybe that's moments when I'm when I say oh no I'm fine or I have nothing to add when I wish I had the courage to actually add something into it but it's because of my insecurity of um, maybe I'm gonna look stupid you know so yeah I definitely feel feel you Um, thank you for for sharing I definitely appreciate it uh and I wanted to ask uh, one more teacher question for you is uh what do you see in this this current or next generation that is different from what you've experienced so far? What do I see in this current generation that's different from what I've experienced so far? Well, thinking back to my students is... Um, there's just so so many little unique individuals out there um but some things that I've experienced with a a couple of them that I couldn't imagine having that when I was growing up say for example is um is I'm kind of going back and forth between a couple things, but I think openness to an adult is something that I would never think about doing. And I didn't ever see anybody doing that when I grew up, like trust in an actual adult figure was very foreign to me. And um, I've had many situations, not just with me and and students and them opening up to me, but hearing from my other teachers about ways that, you know, they've they've really had a a, a good relationship with their students. And that just is, that's just not, and that just might be my own experience. I don't think that's like a, Everybody has had this, and this is like a change of, of anything. But that was something that was surprising to me when it happened. Um, that I would be trusted with something that um, it was important to a young person. And I just never felt that I could trust anybody, not even my parents when I was younger. I just kept everything in, or I, I would tell like somebody who was my age, but um, yeah, um, that's not the greatest example, but that's what's top of mind for me right now. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. And I think that is important to, to point out because it's something I haven't really thought about myself, but it does seem a little bit easier to, to build those relationships with, with the youth nowadays that, um, you know, you can show a little more personality because growing up, I, I always felt like the teacher was like way older, like they don't want to know me. I don't really want to know them uh, until maybe my senior year. And that's when you kind of like, 
you feel more of an adult and i think that's why seniors can always kind of like get have a favorite teacher or um have a mentorship um, with a teacher but yeah that, that's definitely interesting and I didn't know that could be a generational thing like all of a sudden all these kids are just feeling more comfortable because I think you know just being open to more information these days they want to know what adults kind of think about things um, and I've definitely had my moments where <laughs> a student is is uh, you know venting to me or confiding in me and I'm just like I can't believe they just told me that or like you know, I have to kind of like review it later and be, be I don't even think my friends are that open all the time you know <laughs> so absolutely definitely definitely interesting times um, because our teaching styles have changed like you mentioned earlier yeah, yeah. it's not just like that person way over there it's somebody who's actually like interacting and, and maybe doing more like hands-on stuff instead of just worksheets and looking at paper all the time. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, as a teacher, you, you spend time with kids like you are a part of their lives, you know, like uh, um, there, there's no, you know, oh, I'm just a small piece. No, they're, they're coming to you every day. So it's a it's a definitely an interesting role to play and I have mad respect for, for you and for all the teachers out there who, who take their time and put that effort in. Um, Cause you know, I think, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like teachers may be undervalued at the moment, but the stock is rising right now. I think there's a lot of folks who are realizing what important work good teachers do for sure. Uh, all right. Well, we made it to no, Oh, I messed up. It's okay. But uh, we made it to the final stretch of the podcast. Uh have some concluding questions for you. But before we do that, um, I'm doing this new thing called the 34th Mantra, which um, I asked my guests to fill in the blank of this phrase. And it's a little mantra that you create on the show. You down for it? Absolutely. For sure. Uh, the phrase is, I am, I can, I will. So I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. How would you fill that in for yourself? With one word for each blank? Yep, yep. Okay. Um, I am loved. I can... <laughs> I am loved. I can do. What's the last one? I will. I will remember. I am loved. I can do and I will remember. For sure. For sure. And uh, if you ever need a reminder, you have this little sound bite of yourself uh, telling you or reminding you. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I got to find a better way to like to frame it. I'm almost there because I think the beginning is good. But then, you know, just to, to end it would be better. Um, <laughs> all right. My first question for you in the final stretch is actually a question from my previous guest. Can you find that question real quick? All right. This next question is from my previous guest, Sipmo. Shout out to Sipmo. Uh, his question for you is, are you uh, more of a drinker or a smoker? 
A drinker or a smoker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see my reluctance in asking that question, but I had to do it. It's a it's part of Oh, that's part of the funny. <laughs> well, I don't drink or smoke right now. I'm, I haven't done that in a while. But in high school, I was definitely more of a drinker. For sure, for sure. And um, yeah. just the second part of that question was, what was your choice of drink back then? Oh if my you, goodness. If you had one. <laughs> I, whatever was cheapest, um, there was, oh, no, 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 whatever was cheapest, but my actual choice, if I had a choice and people was like, can I buy you something, was Newcastle Brown Ale. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for opening up. <laughs> I, n- I never know who's going to get asked these questions, but uh, thank right. you for being open to answering it. Um, <laughs> And my next question is, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions? Oh, fun. Um, maybe. Um, what do they like? What type of movement is their favorite? Like, how do they like to move their body? Yeah. Gotcha. Well, how would you answer that for yourself? Swimming. Mm. My shoulder hurts because I swam every day last week. I can't get enough. <laughs> have, have you have you always been a good swimmer since uh, you were a kid? No, no, I um. Well, I've always, I guess I've always liked swimming. Yeah, not necessarily, I don't, I still don't think I'm a good swimmer. I just like being in the water. There's something spiritual about it, especially in the bay where it's like, uh, it's, it, there's, it's like there's waves and you're fighting against the waves, but then there's like also this inner peace that like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. There's like stuff coming at me, but then I open and, all right, I like I lift my head up and there's like seagulls or like sea lions and the Golden Gate Bridge and you know a beautiful foggy sky and I love all of that good stuff. So it, it's not necessarily about like being a good swimmer. To me, it's about just being in the water in some capacity. For sure. I mean, I totally agree with you, but I am not a good swimmer, so I can't enjoy it like <laughs> you're just describing. I, I almost drowned. I had a drowning accident like a long time ago, and I think that's just a mental block in my head now. Anytime I go into the water, that I'm go- it's going to happen again, and I can't relax, and I can't just, you know, flow with the water anymore. But, uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> in the shallow end, I'm definitely, you know, letting my body flow, but... I can't. I, I want to dive off the the cliff and into the water, but <laughs> I just can't. Um, well, for sure. And then my last question for you, the question that ties everything together, is: Five hundred years from now, our descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Uh, I'd like to tell them that this is a very interesting time to be alive. We're seeing a lot of change and movement. And when I was younger, I, I didn't feel as much change in movement, like in, in the 90s. Um, there might have been some, but this is like radical stuff happening right now. And there's big personalities and there's a lot going on. And 
everybody knows everything about like stuff that's happening across the world. And um, it is a very interesting time to be alive. And I often suffer from information overload. And um, I don't know how the future is going to be. Um, but right now it is definitely lots of information. Um, and I'm not even sure what type of information is correct. And like sources are really hard to, to figure out. And, um, and I think that's a relatively new problem. Um, or at least I'm aware that it's a, it's, it's a new, it's aware. Now I'm aware that it's a problem in my adult life. Um, and yeah, that's some interesting, interesting stuff that I think this time will be remembered for is just sorting out, um, truth because truth comes from a lot of different perspectives and everybody has their own truth, but like what is actually going on is, um, hard to untangle in this time. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I hope, I hope it's a little bit simpler 500 years from now, but, uh, you know, who knows? It could be even more complicated. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. any, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? Uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really, I wasn't feeling well today and I am so glad that I said, you know what, I'm just going to try this out and see how it goes. And if I don't feel good, I'm sure Jan will understand. And this has really restored my spirit. And I'm so glad that I did this. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. And thank, thank you for the kind words. Um, I'm, I'm glad you pushed through. I say the same thing with me. Anytime I'm feeling out of it, sometimes pushing through makes you, you know, it, you almost regret not missing it. So uh, th- thank you for, thank you for your energy. And uh, yeah, uh, shout, shout out to all the folks out there who also tuned in. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music or watching on YouTube, definitely appreciate your time as well. Uh, Remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. And then uh, it, we roll the credits. <laughs> any <laughs> any feedback for me while, uh, you know, the credits are rolling. Any Anything I could change, anything positive or, bad or negative that you felt? Yeah, I, I thought this was really awesome. Um, I love the wheel. I think one thing that I was expecting was sound, but you said there was sound. Um, but yeah, maybe like a, I don't know, a little bit of music happening. I saw the word music come out. I was like, I was just going to say that. Like <laughs> while the wheel is spinning, that's kind of fun. But then you can't hear us too, so I'm not sure. Um, but that was something that could could be added. I love the questions. Um, and I didn't, I didn't think the hard questions were hard. I thought they were deep questions. Sure. So that, that was really a relief. Um, and I don't know. I think the way that you said your, you kind of answered the question too, kind of helped put me at ease. So I definitely think continuing that is helpful. Um, especially if there's someone who's like visibly nervous, um, it really did help me put me at ease. Um, 
and validating my questions or sorry, answers, validating my answers was really helpful um, because it's hard to, like I mentioned, be honest. 